It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're talking about Miss Marvel's power changes and Ooh, some of the decisions before. Yeah, <laughs> but we're going to get a little bit more behind it. Uh, several unsurprising cancellations announcements this week. Oh, yeah, it was a bloodbath out there on the broadcast television. What do we say? Trimming the fat a little bit? Um, (laughs) A surprise, uh, I guess timely, uh, reveal of the upcoming Resident Evil series on Netflix. Timely Uh, for me. Timely for you (laughs) and more. Yeah, it's been, been, uh, I feel like we were kind of in like a cool-off period almost after Doctor Strange, right? Yes. Uh, You know, people, the movie's out, people are kind of doing their... Their think pieces, their analyses, their deep dives. Um, I don't think we have it here in our show notes because we usually don't dive too much into like the legacy of like mm-hmm. the box office after something drops. But I saw that it had the the biggest fall off for a Marvel movie in its second week, mm-hmm. and like the fall off numbers are always like so crazy because I feel like you can never truly get to the bottom of it because you just never know what's causing like drop off because like you know it's a superhero movie did everybody go and just see it the first week does it not have that repeatability or is it the horror aspects like who oh, freaking knows and, and we and we put this there but i mean to me it's one of those things this is a movie you have to see or you're gonna get spoiled right so like the first week mm-hmm. everyone's scrambling to get there no and see it. yeah that's actually that's like a really valid point actually we all knew that there was going to be like secret cameos in here. This was going to be a follow-up to a very, very popular Spider-Man movie in a sense. Um, everybody knew Sam Raimi mm-hmm. was going to be involved. And it had all of those huge box office numbers for the very first uh, weekend. Yeah. So typically and- they look at the, the weekend drop-off. You know, of like, oh, is this movie gonna have legs? But if anything with Marvel movies, it's just like they almost yeah. don't even need legs sometimes. Right. Like, you just prop them up for the first weekend. You know, throw some souvenirs and merchandise out there online and in theme parks, and then like you're golden. So, well, I would say, yeah, I would say you mentioned the idea of legs. There's like legs. Like I would say, Marvel movies are like the Eiffel Tower, right? They have a very strong foundation. Shoot right up at the top. Um, mm-hmm. And movies like Avatar, the original Avatar, those have legs in terms of like like a bridge. You build it, and it just keeps connecting over time. But like, it's not a spike at the front. It, it was a gradual kind of money maker. But I mean, looking at it, I mean, you know, uh, Multiverse of Madness currently seen at six hundred eighty nine thousand or million dollars, um, with four hundred of that uh, international. So we say seven thousand, so four hundred international, three thousand, uh, three hundred thousand domestic. 300 million god dang i gotta get these numbers right um but uh you know it's it's ever it seems like everybody watched it and this is also you know we're in an era where they're not releasing movies in um china or russia right now so you know they're they're two huge markets that are not bringing in in money so um overall it's still not i mean when you're like on second week drop off bad you know this isn't morbius bad right like where like all (laughs) all all two dozen people saw the movie and then nobody saw the second week and People are still going to see it, but like like you said, people, you got to get here, you got to get it, or the news articles are just going to 
crush you. Um, yeah, I, it, it it is it is very curious. I would just love to know if there's any like obviously everybody has their uh, opinions and thoughts, but I'd love to see if there's any is there any concrete data that shows like why anybody wouldn't go. I mean, because to me, it's a very alien concept for people to go back to a movie just because I've never been a, a repeat movie watcher in the theaters. Uh, but uh, who knows? Doctor Strange, it's out there. I hope you saw it already. I've don't, already don't, seen don't, everything. Don't spoil spoiled. it. Don't spoil anything. I, I know we have a list <laughs> who has not got to watch it yet. So I out <laughs> everything day. like yeah. I can't even like ca- casually scroll through Twitter, and it's like bounced outside of like kind of the comic book bubble mm-hmm. of just like normals kind of on Twitter, just like talking about these cameos and especially yeah. the. The news of alternate casting for one of the cameos yeah. that dropped this week, also. Yeah. So, yeah, it's rough out there. I, I hope you didn't have a major life event that kept you from seeing this movie. Yeah. And and if not, I mean, it's one of those things like, you know, it's just stay away from it and you'll be fine. I think the there's like a spoiler window, right? But it's like, if it's not three days, I mean, I feel bad for anybody else. I just don't want to ruin it for anybody. But there is a very clear camera version of this on the internet that people are taking stills <laughs> from like stills and like you know gifts so like it's very easy once those have come out spoilers are even more rampant because they can actually mm-hmm. use that to their advantage to make yeah you can just gifts. share an image and yeah. if there's no keywords associated with it good luck blocking that on your feeds exactly that's why we block all the keywords and that way we all well, don't get ruined well chris speaking of blocks yes uh this is my segue for you <laughs> yeah, thank you thank you um as everyone i'm not I'm not a huge Lego collector. I think Legos are very... I, I love them. I think they're great. You can do a lot with them. But they're very interesting in the fact... Once you have them, what do you do with them? Um, right? <laughs> like, they just take on take up shelf space. Do you take them down and then try to rebuild them later? Do you risk losing anything? It's, it's, a, it's a tough thing. But, you know, I told myself, if the Lego Infinity Gauntlet ever went on sale, I'd buy it. Um, and it fell down within my price point. I said I'd buy it for this week. And I snagged it off Amazon and then... Um, unbeknownst to anyone else who knew about this i snagged the uh light kit for the infinity gauntlet as well so i have a light this, up lego infinity gauntlet yeah i was gonna ask is that light kit is that like officially sanctioned by nope. lego or do you buy that from a different party you buy it from a different party um essentially it's small leds that sit under the blocks but like it's so thin that you can still push the blocks in kind of thing and, and they, they mm. sit tight you run the it even shows with instructions on how to run the cords to hide them behind the other bricks um, so right now I have it set with like some AAA batteries. I, I turn it on and it has a little remote to light it up. So it lights up. What's really cool about it is like when you start putting the gauntlet together, like when you start making the fingers and they have like little movable joints, it's actually really cool what they can do with some of those Lego joints like that and pieces. Um, but you know, I, I applaud them for Lego for, for taking a step and doing some of this cool stuff. I know Lego leaks are usually like the first things we see for like movies sometimes, mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of those are not true along the way because they're Legos, right? They're they're imaginary playsets rather than actual things. But um, Infinity Gauntlet is 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 pretty solid, and then um, I'm I'm glad to have that one. Like I said, that at the price point it is now. I did see and um, my my sucker myself. I was walking out of Target and I saw the Seinfeld, um, you know, Jerry's apartment set. I'm like, oh yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, I like this, but where would I put it? Uh, so you know. Um, so I'm not I'm not a Marie Kondo person. I'm like, does this spark joy? Yes, it sparks joy. However, <laughs> do I have shelf space for it? Mm, I don't I don't think so. You got to go look at a new shelf, and yeah. like, the shelf will spark joy. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 more areas to to put stuff spark joy. But um, no, sadly, 
Sadly not at this time. Uh, the other things I've done this week are literally just hang out outside because I'm trying to, in, with our new house that we have this year, trying to enjoy the outside a little more. Um, I told myself I'd get a little color uh, more than more than just pale out, out of the winter. Um, <laughs> and also because I had to shovel, you know, almost 16 yards of mulch this uh, this weekend. So I've, I've been out uh, acclimating to the humidity, so I'm not going to watch or do anything, which is, you know, kind of a bummer. But at the same time, it's been nice to enjoy the outside. I did make a really bad joke yesterday while I was doing it, though. Ooh, and, uh, I'd love I'll, to hear it. I will share it with you. Some lady was walking by, and, you know, there's always – you always um, older people walking by when you're out working on the yard, right? Um, in in mm-hmm. a neighborhood, and they were like, "Well, how many? How, how much mulch is that? How many yards of mulch is that?" I said, "Well, from what I can tell, it's only for one yard right now." Uh, not knowing the cubic volume was 16 yards, uh, so um, the lady, I, the lady decided to say, "Uh huh, that's great," and decided to walk off. So I, you know, I did. I feel like that's a successful bad joke. Uh, is when you can get the other people to just disengage and, and leave. Like, you oh, okay, okay, yeah, walking yeah, away. Yeah. I'm, I'm pushing a wheelbarrow full of mulch. I want to sit and talk about it. Yes, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. How about you grab a shovel and help me? Uh, yeah, but I, I have a, I have a, uh, a very uh, prolific, pl- pl- prolific, prolific. That's what it was. Uh, memory from uh, my childhood, uh, where I'm hanging out with my uh, parents and like my aunts and uncles and stuff like that. And I don't remember where we were. We were uh, my, aunt, but I know my aunt and uncle were away from their kind of a lake house. Mm-hmm. And uh, they get a call that says, "Oh my gosh, it's raining. Uh, the boat it, it's uh, it's 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 like drowning in water." And um, somebody said, "Oh, well, how much water is it?" And somebody says, "It's a boat full." And I was like, <laughs> oh, "That's pretty funny. That's a good one. That's that stuck with one. me for a while." And it sounds like it's in the spirit of your <laughs> mulch joke. Yeah, exactly. I, again, I didn't know how much it was, so I was just like, "Well, we're just putting it on one yard." So. Um, but yeah, this anyway. is why people listen to the podcast yeah. for our puns unrelated mm-hmm. to TV movies and superheroes. You know, you gotta you gotta broaden your horizons, folks. Exactly. Uh, we're we're here for your bad jokes and dad jokes, twenty four seven. You've got a long list of things here that you just need to probably just run through, Mike, because oh, yeah. I'm not. I don't know what any of these are. So this is just the this is what I call the cavalcade of season twos. Because as we are now in between this gap of Moon Knight and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi that drops later this month, uh, what else are you going to watch? Well, if you have watched any of these uh, shows in the past, guess what? They're back with season twos, and we've been watching them all right now, and that's Hacks season two, Russian Doll season two, Girls 5 Eva season two, Barry season two and the flight attendant season two are all in some combination either have aired or are airing right now they are somewhat uh recent so i would just uh go check any of those shows out uh even if you haven't watched them yet because you know after you finish the first season there's a second season up and uh who knows if you'll ever get a second season of a show on a streaming service so i can guarantee all of these shows have second seasons <laughs> i feel i feel two at least russian dolls netflix right is are mm-hmm. any of these others netflix uh girls five eva is paramount uh okay. plus no not paramount peacock okay. sorry and all of the other ones are hbo max perfect actually so, so this will be the last season of russian doll because they never do more than two seasons at netflix and, <laughs> and if they're in in reality actually hemorrhaging um you know 
uh, viewers, then you know that's that's what they're going to blame it on. So yeah, we'll actually have a little bit more to talk about Netflix at the end of the show. I have like some theories when it comes to uh, kind of this kind of age of television, as as you will. Uh, but also, we checked out this uh, pretty bad Netflix movie, not surprising to say that phrase, uh, starring Rebel Wilson called Senior Year, and uh, it dropped on Netflix this weekend. I didn't really know anything about it, but I wanted to watch it because there's this actress in it who I can't think of her name off the top of my head, but she was uh, a really funny part in a, a Hulu Christmas movie that I watched uh, the other year and she really didn't have a very funny part in it so I was like why did I watch this movie so this is just a second PSA of just like you can skip senior year uh, I don't know why if anybody out there was going to watch it but I didn't really like it so mm-hmm. anyway I thought I should give everybody an update for Elden Ring before we start talking about the news on the show uh, it's taken me so long to make progress through this game between wanting to level up my character and also just having time to play it that I feel like I'm losing a lot of enjoyment that I get with FromSoft games, which is interacting with the online community. Like these games from FromSoft are always so big and so vast and there's so many different ways you can play and beat the game. I was like, I'm missing out on all of this fun of just like watching YouTube videos of people doing different runs because I like I'm so scared of like spoilers. So I just kind of threw my hands up the up in the air after like dying to this like giant fire giant like a thousand times in a row and I was just like screw this uh this I've never really been that invested in the story of any FromSoft game to begin with. So I just like uh threw my hands up in the air, and I just jumped and I devoured like everything that I could find online. So I know exactly how the game ends. I know all the bosses I still have the beat left in front of me. I just liked that I could see all of these fun ways that you can beat the game, and it's an enlightening way to show how bad I am <laughs> at the game because I watched a guy do a whole run where, um, where he is not allowed to run and he's only allowed to walk and he can't even dodge so he weighed himself down with all the heaviest armor he can i watched the run where somebody beats the game with purely just the crafting consumable items which is something that hardly anyone ever uses in the menu at all i watched somebody beat the game with like just dragon power so it's just like there are people so good at this game that they could just pick a twig off the ground and like beat all the bosses so uh it's highlighted how bad i am at the game but i'm also Mm -hmm. still having fun in the world so i just wanted to enlighten people that there is another side of video games that i feel like sometimes goes unappreciated is just kind of the community engagement part of it because i feel like i've i got so much fun just out of seeing how everybody else is uh just engaging with the game and i walled myself off too much to protect myself from spoilers so you know if we're talking at the top of the show about spoilers with dr strange it's just a totally different scenario when you're talking about video games right so uh, we'll see uh, if I ever end up uh, beating the game. But I'm having more fun now because I looked up, I like the sorcery build that I have. So I looked up tricks for how to build a better sorcery build. And I realized I was doing this all wrong anyway to begin with. So uh, don't listen to your mean friends that tell you just to get good. Uh, just go on the internet and <laughs> look for somebody to tell you how to play the game. Yeah, it's all, so, there's always stuff out there. And Elder Ring such a, a, you know, a, a cultural phenomenon as well, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, uh, everyone's got their, their their two cents out there. I think what was he, the last thing I heard about Elden Ring was like an Elon Musk has like a build or something he plays or something. Oh my god! I, I was like, I, okay. Well, uh, the, the last the last thing I heard that Elden Ring was um, currently outselling like the latest Call of Duty yeah. release, which I was like, damn, that's pretty good for like this. 
I wouldn't say it's a niche game, but definitely the uh, gameplay is not as approachable as a first-person shooter. Yeah. Um, well, I think so. it also it's also great because like it's it's refreshing. Like you know, Call of Duty just turns and burns every year, right? Like mm-hmm. we had Call of Duty, we had Halo, we had Battlefield last year. If you like shooters, great year for you. But by God, I I can see how people are burning out by the time a different <laughs> gameplay style came out there. So, hundred um, percent. Actually, I own Elden Ring, so I haven't played it. Haven't even opened it out of its plastic wrap. Like, that's <laughs> that's where I'm at. And nothing against it. Just um, you know, you gotta like you know, Elden Ring huge game, right? Like you said, you've taken how many months to get as far as you have. So, oh, um, God, yeah, it's just kind of daunting <laughs> for me to start something new when I'm like, I need to finish some other stuff first before before I do that. So let's jump into the news here. Uh, let's get it, get underway. Uh, first and foremost, a uh, She-Hulk uh, Marvel site, I think it was or Disney Plus, one of the two shows. That the release date for this it kind of leaked was as shooting for august 17th which is a lot sooner than i anticipated for this year um i say that out loud but you know only because we have june is miss marvel july is thor and then august would be she hulk and then nothing again until november at this rate um so you yeah know, i'm trying to think i'm trying to think of the more expansive calendar in my head yeah. because if obi-wan probably what runs six weeks yeah, it's, it's, it's six weeks. Yeah, yeah. So that gets us into June, and you said Miss Marvel is picking up right after that. Nope, it's actually they'll, they'll overlap. Um, uh, okay, so because Star what, Wars is maybe? doing Fridays, um, but Obi Wan is doing two episodes, so they might not overlap. I guess. Gotcha. So yeah, it looks like we're going from at least for the purposes of this show, we'll be going from Obi Wan yeah. right into Marvel, and then maybe a couple weeks gap before we get She Hulk. Yeah. Well, I was. I mean. Um, Miss Marvel will be probably wrapping up around Thor, so we'll actually have most of July, August blank um, that mm, I know gotcha. of. Gotcha. Uh, I, I don't know of anything else coming out or nothing has been announced. If 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 She Hulk is even August seventeenth, um, you know I, I hope it is. Looking forward to it. But this also not, was a nine episode, uh, ten episode series because it's the half hour comedy special style. Um, so yeah, it could be that. I think you know this leaves opportunity for them to. to release something else at the end of the year before black panther but i don't even know what they would maybe, release maybe surprise us with something star wars related yeah. right all we know is they have so much in development oh, on the side it's, of star it's andor wars. isn't it it's andor oh yeah yeah it's, it's always it's, andor i forgot about that i was like what are they filming in star wars you know mandalorian's usually october uh so what is, uh, it's mandal it's it's andor so um, but the UK site for this has also revealed that this new comedy series sees Bruce Banner help his cousin Jennifer Walters when she needs an emergency blood transfusion. And guess what? She receives his power too. So literally no new surprises. Um, sounds like it's going to be what we expected. However, I would love to see. It. I mean, we're, we are in a world where the biggest watch live stream right now is actually a trial for two celebrities feuding. Each other. <laughs> so I feel like, and most of the, the things I see are just comedy takes on it, right? Like, uh, nothing nothing serious so you know i think this is the perfect uh, climate for a trial-based tv show yeah and it and it'll be interesting too to see how they tackle um just a super powered person in a normal human environment right because even when we've had super powered people dealing with kind of like a human uh level group it's usually been like shield or you know some sort of government organization that kind of understands the stakes of what's going on here right uh, but this is going to be a giant green woman in a courtroom, mm-hmm. you know, surrounded by the public. So they're going to have to broach like this topic of like, oh, what's it like being a normal person in this world now that superheroes exist yeah. in it a little bit more? Yeah. So that could be fun. And, and we also know that um, um, 
the abomination um i forget the actor's name who played him will be coming back to play that that character so like she'll also be dealing with super powered clients um yeah I'm, I'm interested there's a lot of questions about this i'm i'm pretty pretty stoked uh nothing um nothing too too questionable here but hopefully august is the right date and we'll talk about some other uh star wars show that's uh filming here in a little bit mike but first, uh, we get Obi-Wan and then Miss Marvel. I know we talked about that for briefly up there. But the co-creator, Sana Aminat, um, on the on the changes of this character, right? We've talked about how she's not stretchy. She's crystal powers, but the crystals can kind of, like, form around her. She says, obviously, so much of the show is the adaptation, and we thought it was important to make sure that her powers are linking to larger stories in the Marvel Universe. The powers do look different, which is very controversial. I know people like, how dare you change the powers? I know people are upset about it, but as someone who's probably one of the closest people to this character from the inception, I haven't spoken to Willow about this as well. I think Willow and I have always felt this made sense. The producer uh, and comic writer continued, this was the right move because there are bigger stories to tell. Um, to me, uh, that's fine, right? Like, I guess, like, we haven't seen them in action. We don't know how she's going to tie into the Marvels. Um, I'm pretty sure her powers are what band, uh, like, power band related rather than inhuman related. As much as I love the Inhumans, I don't think we're ever going to get them in the MCU proper. So if you had the character and she's important to, to tell that story and link her to other stuff, you're going to have to change her um, origin. And, you know, that's fine. And I think it's great that the creators, both uh, Sana and uh, Willow, I think it's like G. Willow Wilson, I think is her name, are, are on board with that creation, right? Like, good. Yeah, I'm glad they're in for the adaptation. It was interesting just because we kind of just all assumed that the choice with Miss Marvel was going to be binary, right? Okay, she's either going to be inhuman, or if she's not inhuman, she's probably going to be a mutant, right? Um, and then once we heard that, you know, Brie Larson's Captain Marvel was going to be involved at least at some point in time, we started uh -huh. thinking, oh, maybe it could be cosmic related. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's always tons of you know options to give somebody powers but they did make the choice to make them mm -hmm. crystal powers so yeah. to me just thinking about it right obviously you know a, a good you know a good crew good writers good directors can make any type of story good that's kind of like why hollywood is so exciting because you never know what story is going to pop and what isn't right so I'm not saying the crystals can't be cool, right? But to me, the alternative in my head is way cooler. I'd rather see somebody uh, in Biggin on my yeah. uh, screen at home than somebody just kind of make some crystals yeah. just because I feel like I've seen it in some like form or fashion before. So that's, that's, still my that's still my caveat. I'm not saying the show can't be good, right? But I'll always be thinking of what it could have been. <laughs> I, well, and I, I'm, I'm going to, again, as the inhuman – person here i'm gonna lean against it because we don't have her origin story exactly we're gonna to have to give her you know again obviously cosmic bracelets of some kind that that tired to this larger cosmic abilities I, I think this is fine and i think we will see the ambig and i think we will see her change shape but i think if if the difference is that they and she says the powers look different rather than like they're crystals and she can become bigger with the crystals and they're just not stretchy ish or like you know polymorphous like that, that I think that's going to be okay. I think I think hopefully we'll be surprised and they'll be like, oh, she can become big with the crystals, but it's not just stretchy, large person running around, um, kind of like in the um, the Avengers game, right? Kind of thing where she just kind of mm -hmm. becomes a giant and then shrinks back down, or she's she's yeah. just stretching around a little bit. 
I mean, I can't quite put my finger on it, right? And I've always been very optimistic for these uh, Marvel shows coming out, even though some of them have disappointed me. So I don't know if this is just me coming off of uh, Moon Knight, just not really digging the vibe of that show. But like, I feel like the trailers, at least I've seen for Miss Marvel, have not really gotten me hyped, really, in any way. So, you know, obviously you can only get so much across in a TV show trailer because usually it's only the first episode, like we've said before. So yeah. I'm just crossing it, my fingers. I'm looking for something I can really dig my teeth into. I also think they're being um, reserved with maybe what they're showing us a little bit, right? Like, um, I, I feel like we've seen her powers, what, three times maybe? Like once where she punched somebody and then that swing, like the with her huge hands where she's doing the, the classic smash-looking jump. Um, but yeah. Like, we've not really I, seen I, a lot either. So I'm, I'm like, maybe, like, are they just holding off on us is there not as much as we think i think there's, there's a couple options here as we get kind of closer we'll see um, yeah i'm re- i'm remaining you know optimistic as yeah. i as i always do uh yeah. with things in the mcu just because mm-hmm. they've kind of earned the optimism for the most part uh but it yeah. is starting to wane just ever so slightly it's still really high right it's still a really good credit score it's just starting to go down a little bit we're still in that good zone right we're still gonna get that good well, uh that good apr it, here, here's the thing i think is is the important part is and and the more i've, I've thought about it lately the more it seems more real is there's gonna be mcu stuff for everybody but then there's gonna be mcu stuff that's not for everybody there's gonna be like segments of people right now because like they're doing so many genres different takes like not everything, when you start doing more, like you said, everything's not going to be a zinger. Um, the more stuff you do, the more likely someone else is not going to like it versus ever. But, like, you're going to still have your audiences left and right. And I think, you know, this is going to probably be one of those shows that I feel takes off with maybe a younger crowd. Um, and we've not really had a, a younger crowd-oriented Marvel property at this point. Like I said, this is PG, not even PG-13. It's PG a little lower. So this is something that even schools can show perfectly fine, which um, in theory elementary schools could not do that if they were following the rating system. So um, I, I feel like this is going to probably take take off a little bit here um, later. But um, yeah, we, we, we're going to be getting a lot more content as they kind of move through these Disney Plus shows. And, and like you said, uh, or like we said you know, several, probably months ago now at this point, Marvel doesn't have that dry erase board we thought they did, right? They're just listening and reacting to what's going on at the moment so um hopefully they they take some feedback from everybody and and roll with that uh, as they kind of move through it so um this marvel i assume um promotions are probably going to kick up what do you think here in like a couple weeks like one month till which i think we're like one month till so um yeah we'll take a look at that and news i think you'll you'll probably enjoy mike here uh, the ahsoka series uh, filming has started uh, is underway according to star wars uh, and the classic hat for Mr. David Filoni on the director's chair for Ahsoka here. Uh, looks, I assume it's a director's chair. But Yeah, is this just uh, what happens when you become a, a bigwig in the yeah. Disney universe? Uh, you have to get a hat look. Uh-huh. You know, Feige already had the baseball cap. Filoni's mm-hmm. got the cowboy hat. Somebody's yeah. going to rise up next and like taika is gonna need to wear like a bowler or something like that well i think i think they started with their hats i don't think they gained their hat since being on the team so but they have an iconic look um and i, and I think you know um you know knowing star wars knowing you know we've we dave filoni's had a good hand on everything we, everything that he's he's done personally we've enjoyed right um mm-hmm. so this is this is great and i believe in the background you can see some like screens with like maybe someone standing in the middle of it or like a concept art but 
nothing really revealed here other than the fact it's filming. I assumed it was already filming, but I guess that's how little we know about the Star Wars schedule from like what three years ago that they're still working on. Yeah. So I mean, this will be. Um, I mean, this will be the the Disney Plus Star Wars foyer at least for Filoni into like all lightsabers all the time, right? I always say you can distill this whole franchise down to like one item, and that's the lightsaber. So the Ahsoka show, I can only assume, is going to be lightsaber city, yeah. uh, especially since she has multiple of them. So She's got I'm excited. Two. She's got two. <laughs> I believe they're looking for Ezra Bridger, who was the Jedi from Rebels, uh, and then there's um. Was it the Grand Admiral Thrawn, right? The blue guy. So um, mm-hmm. this is this has got a lot of a lot of weight on it because those are all fan favorite characters along the way. So um, he he will not crack. I think I think Dave Filoni is a guy who will see Star Wars through till the end. Have you had a chance to rewatch the Avatar Way of Water trailer since they officially released it? You know what? I haven't uh, re rewatched it fully from front to back, uh, but I have seen people out there sharing clips of it Mm -hmm. you know kind of diving into the whole discussion of oh have they made any kind of like visual improvements really from the first movie to the second movie and there's this uh one scene that's kind of been going viral on my timeline of this this close-up shot where one of the navi are on some sort of like whatever the water bird thing is and they're kind of just floating on the surface of the water and this close-up shot of a navi's hand kind of like gripping onto like a leather strap and there's like a little bit of a shake yeah. and then there's like some water splashing up from the bottom like if you just look at it innocuous you just think it's like oh this is like live action right you know uh everything going on here like maybe they just replaced the hand with blue and compton some wings or something like that like no it's all a 100 percent made in the camera it's like all a simulation and then in you mean the, made, made uh, in the computer not the camera yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the uh, in the comments, somebody said like, "Oh, I, I think it's Weta Digital that's doing the special effects. If not, whatever special effects warehouse like filed for like a specific patent a few years ago of just how to do those like little water ripples. So it's just like, yeah, like if you really dive into the nitty gritty, like they are doing some next level stuff just mm-hmm. within this trailer. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's there's very like ambient music right playing throughout this. Like there's no score. Very I think some of the underwater stuff looks a little goofy still to me. I mean, but again, like, you know, we've talked about that being uh, kind of part of it. But like, you know, that's like completely all CG a little bit uh, floating around. I do enjoy the um, the human slash Navi scenes where it like shows them working together. Um, gives me some like, yeah, honestly, it looks kind of like there was that game called Halo Wars. I don't know if you ever played it or heard of it. Uh, that's the their RTS, right? Yeah, the RTS. It looks like the RTS stuff. Like, like they're building stuff. They're working together. Um, you yeah, know. I sent you a link, uh, like you usually do on this show for me, of this kind of uh, this uh, gif yes, of the, yeah, the yeah. moment. It's just it's fascinating. I keep yeah. watching it like over and over again, and I can't believe it's just there- all – just made in a computer we have linked the official trailer but there's a 4k version of this somewhere out there um somebody has i watched earlier so if you're looking to watch it in the full 4k check that check that out as well um, but we, we link to the official stuff as much as we can yeah and just stay tuned we will do our avatar one spoiler cast mm-hmm. Before this drops, like we've promised for it'll, years and years now. It'll probably be, what, the theater, when we go to the theater version, uh, when they re-release it? That'd be a nice one. Oh, so. maybe. Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be fun. I have not seen the movie since it was in theaters originally, so yeah. it'll be it'll be like seeing it with fresh eyes. You think it'll have a, a bad second weekend drop-off 
<laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the first one defied drop-offs yeah. and only gained speed, but we all know that that probably was from the 3D. Yeah. That I th- I think I think there maybe I might have had a staggered global release date as well. Um so yeah, either way, um Avatar Wayward trailer is now online. You do not have to go see Doctor Strange to watch it. So check it out. Uh, in very interesting articles I've seen this week, Mike, uh, I, I don't know how to take this, but apparently some of the theatrical screenings for Morbius, people are still watching this, uh, <laughs> are removing the Spider-Man reference from one of the end credit scenes. Um, okay, and- so since this movie is out and nobody should care about spoilers for Morbius at yeah. this point in time, uh, can you refresh my memory? Yeah. I don't even remember. So this, this is, <laughs> I, I actually rewatched it today. So this is where um, Michael Keaton supposedly is in the vulture suit, flies across the the planes, right, to meet Michael, oh, okay. Michael Morbius out there. And you never see Michael Keaton. You just hear a voice that sounds similar to Michael Keaton. <laughs> now, I will tell you that the digital versions of this movie are online. Uh, uh-huh. So I, I snagged a copy, and it still has it. So I cannot well, verify the, um, the actual what truth is of this. The sp- but what is the Spider-Man reference? Yeah, literally, he in that says, scene. "I don't know how I got to this universe. It probably has something to do with Spider-Man." But I oh, think we should so team they, up. So they move. They remove that line. Supposedly, yeah. Supposedly, the, the theatrical ones are removing that to distance this film from the Spider-Man <laughs> universe. So, um, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, honestly, if it's if that is true, and that when it comes out on you know physical uh, and 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 for for access to everyone that's true that's they're doing everyone a favor by cutting that line right like that's, the only, that's what we want the only thing that helps right now for me thinking about this is like sony knows what they're doing yeah. i just have to assume that they're like we know we're not making good stuff we're just trying to get this stuff out as fast as possible so we can line our pockets you know we are just trying to get our we're producers either trying to get promotions trying to get our cut of the box office uh we don't want to lose these rights to spider-man so we're just going to keep making movies and who knows they probably have a boss even higher up that says like nope keep cranking out which keep cranking out whatever makes money so yeah. I can just only assume that everybody knows Morbius was going to be bad, yeah. uh, but they're just like, we don't care. We're a business, and it made money. As far as I know, it made money. I, I mean, I that's the I thing. I don't know if it did or not. Yeah. Like I feel like like no matter what, when it comes to something out of like the MCU, even adjacent, like you could always rely on at least X number of people going to it. Right. I mean, we didn't even want to see the movie, Chris, but we went and saw it. So yeah. they can guarantee that they're going to sell at least two tickets, no matter what, to <laughs> all these movies, because I feel like we have to go yeah. see them. It's true. So that's that's the sick relationship that we're in right now. Yeah. So I I don't know if it is or not, but like. I, I think the important thing is if they're going to distance it from Spider-Man because it's making money and they're having a great working relationship with Marvel, take it out. Um, because literally this movie has nothing to do with Spider-Man except for the end credit scene. They are they are so, so lucky that Venom makes money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Other than you know Morbius, there are things um, Marvel adjacent, right, that, that do okay and, and don't do okay. One of those was the Marvel TV television projects. Ooh, Jeff Loeb's um, Jeff last Loeb. ride. Yes. Um, I believe Hitmonkey was the last thing. It's probably canceled. I've not heard of anything since that even released. Um, and the other one that might have had a chance was MODOK, right? Pat Oswalt, mm-hmm. uh, Stop Motion Animation, Hulu, Perfect Storm. However, it has been canceled by Hulu uh, after one season. And I, they, I think the article said that this is the last remaining Marvel television project out there. So it is officially... 
um, put the pasture, if you will, Mike, take it up to the farm upstate. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is uh, maybe a good opportunity to just roll right into the next segment because I feel like it's they're kind of related in a way. Yes, the other one, um, another cancellation, if you will, was on the CW with uh, the Naomi show that we didn't watch that was kind of superhero adjacent as well, right? Um, uh, it has to do with um, this girl Naomi, who I believe she finds out she has superpowers in. She's been living in like a superhero world. They even like reference Superman in like her first episode. But I, I've never watched this. I didn't. I didn't. I've never seen advertising for it. Well, like. Chris, you're the reason that it's getting canceled because you right. didn't get out there. You weren't tweeting about it. You weren't watching it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like these two things are related in a way of like uh, consolidation into a more premium landscape with your IP, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody up on high is saying we need to kind of be moving all of this more uh, important stuff to our streaming services. Uh uh, let's not uh, muddy the waters with these uh, random old legacy projects that are on other yeah. streaming services like Hulu or um, broadcast. Um, yeah, and I think I was saying earlier in the week of like, oh, is the only thing left at the CW Superman and Lois and uh, the Flash? Yeah. And then you reminded me like, no, there's another one that's uh, actually coming out still. What? Well, well, then I forgot. Um, Star Girl, um, actually, uh, is still. Oh yeah, that's right. Season but three that, is coming out. And that one is confusing though because I think when that was announced, it kind of it has, it was one of the first that kind of had a, a hybrid kind of release schedule. Yeah. Like it wasn't just purely like dedicated to the CW. Mm-hmm. It was also like streaming at least like day and date or at least close. I don't even know. And that's the problem. Nobody knows anymore. Like when you think about like Disney Plus and these Marvel or like Star Wars like shows, you like associate them one hundred percent with like an event that yeah. drops on the calendar for a streaming services. These other ones, you just have no clue. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I actually forgot we forgot about Star Girl. Um, uh, for so, I mean, that if that tells you anything, and then Gotham Knights, we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, is you know uh, in work. So I mean, they are some of these shows have survived the transition from streaming or on air to digital streaming right um you know and so even transition streaming services from like remember the dc app right uh with with um titans and doom patrol uh uh what am i what am i thinking of um pennyworth moved from epics to <laughs> to hbo max so like there there's some there's some that are surviving but you know um i i think these are probably the last remaining shows that can probably sell ad spots um and people aren't aren't really buying ad spots for for Naomi or any other of these shows. Uh, yeah, that are on it CW. really feels like to me that the CW is going to be pivoting here. Even though I know we're about to talk about uh, Gotham Knights, mm-hmm. that's uh, coming to the CW. It seems like they are paring down on the superhero uh, Arrowverse, if you will. Which you know, it's fine. It's about time. I think that the Flash has overstayed its welcome, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Even though it started out really solid and really fun. Uh, I've heard Superman and Lois is good, but yeah. if you're looking at the uh, half-life of any CW superhero show, it's it's only got another season or two yeah. in it before it kind of starts to well, go down the drain. I feel like that show could transition pretty easily to HBO Max and still be successful as well. Yeah, maybe. There's a possibility. Because it, but it, it's, it's seen- fresh. Because if you put Flash on there, like how much more of the Flash can you get? Like he has yeah. outrun everybody he could outrun at this point without. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's only only so many colored variations of a speedster yeah. that you could put on the show any longer. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if CW doesn't just kind of shift tonally in general. Of you know, let's yeah. 
it seems like they're going to start maybe capitalizing on that free form audience, right? You know, yeah. those kind of like uh, teenagers who are looking for uh, teenage romps and dramas and more so, uh, teenage detectives, <laughs> if you will. I did see a meme um, this week that the you know the cast of Riverdale when they found out they got renewed, they were all sad and crying um, because they didn't <laughs> want to get renewed. Uh, I've heard that show is kind of crazy, but I think also we we've reported this several times. They're looking to sell the CW, right? Um, so if they're looking to sell, they're probably looking to only put their lean stuff on or, or at least syndicate things that are known to sell spots to advertisers to show their revenue for the station uh, for this. I also didn't know this, but Naomi only had 13 episodes in that first season. Uh, so uh, bummers there. But moving on, let's talk about Gotham Knights, uh, the TV show that was picked up at the CW. Um, this also has a game coming out, so it's supposed to focus on you know, uh, the idea of, like, the younger versions, like Robin and Red Hood and Bat... Is it Batgirl? Um, yeah, Batgirl. Uh, in this new post here, it shows, like, the like they're 3D printing a Batman cowl, and it's uh, bright blue. Uh, so, like, which Batman are they using? Where does this live? What is the purpose of this show, Mike? Um, is this, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. a, an even younger version of Titans? Yeah, how much... Or is it a slightly older version than titans are we talking like are we talking like mid late 20s even though they were kind of in that range for uh titans as well um yeah yeah, we're looking here at a uh 3d printed uh batman cowl on set um and it looks like it's got kind of like the robert pattinson nose to it that squared off nose what i feel like whenever i see a series that touts having batman in it there's always an asterisk next to it of like how much batman is actually going to be in it right i feel like he never really rises past the level of like you know sweeps cameo if you will like i know sweeps week isn't really a thing anymore but in spirit right of like oh can we cut at least one promo where somebody gets to see batman so we Mm -hmm. get people to watch the show and then we'll we'll nix him for the rest of the series (laughs) the guy who played i think in titan season two they did that to keep people to actually get people to jump on at season two because they cast uh, Ian Glenn, who was Sir Friendzone from Resident Evil himself as Batman <laughs> for Titans, Mike. Um, so I, I feel like it's, um, you know, you're right. They, they, they use Batman to get people in for a little bit. Uh, it's, it's not a long lasting thing, but, you know, the blue cow shows us maybe some Batman. I think they're going to spray paint this, right? I don't think this is the blue they're going to use. Like, you're going to have to sand this 3D printed thing down to make it even look real. Um, yeah also yeah like and i feel like i get a lot of 3d printing uh recommendations in my uh tiktok mm -hmm. and like yeah these 3d prints always get like you know doused in acetone so they get like smoothed out and then they get like painted you know really it feels like your base plastic color can be just about anything so yeah i wouldn't really take the color away from this in any way but uh, also wouldn't be surprising we've kind of yet to see that direction right for a batman visually on on the screen right kind of like that blue color always seems to go just black which mm-hmm. is fine with me or like a super dark gray uh <laughs> but yeah what, what what's the odds on how long this show lasts right you know right uh is this show was it on the cusp right was it green lit and paid for and shot just before the top executive decided to start trimming all these cw shows um, does this I, pivot really quickly so, and get moved to HBO Max after a couple contract I, negotiations? Let's. I think I'm going to lean into you know my my capitalist mentality here. This show has Batman, it's got Robins, it's got you know Gotham City stuff, right? 
uh, at mm-hmm. least one season because they're gonna sell the shit out of ads. Like, do you want your you, you want all eyes on the CW to be watching your ads because they're gonna be tuning in for Gotham Knights because we got a Batman, right? Um, so I feel like at least one season here. Now beyond that, um, I don't have much faith. Uh, but but that's <laughs> yeah. it, now we could be wrong. We've been wrong before, and it could be a fantastic, awesome show, and it could surprise us. But anything that's Batman ancillary without a Batman tends not to be so great yeah i'm gonna be incredibly pessimistic and say the show gets canceled as soon as legally possible uh from the network side of things uh like you brought up like a great point like what is the difference between this show and titans like i know narratively different characters and everything like that but it just seems like they're pitching the exact same story of what if you know all of the superheroes you loved but it's the, like the kid versions of them or like the kid counterparts in, in, in some way. And it, I, I've heard Titans is good. I've heard people have a lot of fun watching it. So like, it sounds like a Titans is effective. So yeah. what is, uh, what is Gotham Knights going to do that Titans isn't doing mm. right? Yeah. You know, unless the, unless there's like a green lantern cameo and that uh, dovetails into the HBO max series. Like, I don't know exactly what this show is existing for. Yeah, who, who, who's the audience? Why is it here? Um, mm-hmm. And you know, is it, is it just a cheaper Titans because they can make it on the CW? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I have no idea. I don't even know what the Gotham Knights are. And I, you know, I, I have been following the upcoming game with the same name for a long time. So, um, very, very curious property here that has like, I don't know. And it must, and it must be really tough too if you're like a fan of these sets of characters, or you know, just this, um, this grouping in general, or just the idea of like, I feel so bad for you, right? Because like, how do you feel mm-hmm. a secure in watching the show, right? Are you gonna invest time? in uh, your very busy schedule to watch this knowing that it's probably not going anywhere. Now, there is a chance this show could get a second season, right? right? I'm not saying it's not possible. You know what? Maybe even a third. If I'm being super generous, like maybe Do you think- they just there's nothing else for them on the CW, it gets a third season. But what are the odds that it gets a satisfying conclusion yeah. in any way? That's the thing. <laughs> I could see if they did 13 episode seasons multiples. Um, mm-hmm. Not the full twenty six, right? Not the full twenty, twenty two, or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think that exists really anymore. Yeah. So I, this, it's, I don't know. I just don't know. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch gears here because I can talk about this a little bit. I think that the thing with Gotham Knights I find more interesting is the upcoming video game, uh, mm-hmm. because it looks like you'll have the Arkham system. It's multiplayer. Uh, however, Mike, for people as yourself, bad news. They're only putting it on the PS5 and Xbox Series now. Um, you, you, they are no longer supporting um, Xbox One or PS4. Can't uh, even get a PS5. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's interesting. I've been able to. I, I was reading articles about chip production, and Microsoft paid for all their products. They do their laptops and Xboxes like a, a bunch more money for priority chip production, mm-hmm. um, which is why they've been more readily accessible than like Costco's or like bigger box stores. Um, but I've yet to see a PlayStation out in that wild. I, I always swing through the game uh, you know, section yeah. whenever I go to a store, but I've not seen one myself. Yeah, uh, the only maybe sign of uh, positivity was I saw that a headline maybe a couple weeks ago that Target was going to st- stop being so limiting on how you buy a PlayStation 5 uh, yeah. in their stores. I guess that used to be like, 
all of the supplies for all of the stores were just looped into one mm-hmm. and you bought them all online but now they're actually going to let the consoles go individually to stores and they're just going to restock whenever the individual stores can get yeah. them so maybe that's a sign it, of improvement i um actually at my playstation at uh at target so hopefully hopefully that is the truth and they're not just doing like we'll wait till we have a bunch and then release them because mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of kind of awful here but in this footage here, it's 13 minutes of footage. I don't expect everyone to watch it all um, for Gotham Knights. They show the Red Hood character, right? Uh, probably the, the character I know the least out of everyone here, um, especially fighting style. But I did notice, um, I went to about the five and a half minute mark. Um, there's actual gear you can equip to your character. You can craft stuff. You can mod stuff and get, like, different styles. So you have different, like, power, armor, health points, right, based on what you're wearing which I actually didn't expect out of this. I thought it to be purely like, oh, there's a skill tree, right? And you're gonna learn the same skills. I did not expect a full on, you know, equipment kit kind of kind of situation um, with, with, this, uh, with, this game, with this game at all, um, which makes it, you know, me excited to play this more multiplayer because you can have those items and, and, and have more, you know, Hey, I'm using this ability in this character and play, and then you're using somebody else. It gives a little more variety to everything, kind of going on here, because uh, I didn't expect it to be any loot whatsoever, like the Arkham games that have no loot along the way. Mm, sounds uh, like you need to craft some microchips so I can get a PlayStation Five. <laughs> I'm gonna craft some microtransactions for you. Don't you worry. Um, but it's kind of got um, some of the gameplay here. If if you watch it, is also very much a. Um, spider-man-esque right the spider-man for ps4 um thing like oh you resolve a crime the illegal shipment so you get some some again some vet levels some valor some experience whatever they're going to call in this game so you know hopefully the multiplayer is great hopefully people can get the new consoles and and play because i i mean i think this would be a really fun game to play with your friends and i i think yeah i'd probably snag this one to to play with some people you could do like I don't know if it can do four-player. I've actually not looked into it that far. But I think it would be really fun to play four-player uh, in a in like, quote-unquote Gotham, right? Kind of like the Spider-Man game is. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll report more on this. It's coming out October 25th of this year. So um, there's a little bit of time left to, to see if we can we can get you one, Mike. We'll, we'll petition for PlayStations for you. <laughs> the Boys released a new poster this week with the promise of a trailer on monday so while we can't tell you about the trailer today um it's this poster is highlighting the superhero team called payback and what's interesting about this team here is is it an old team is it a new team um this poster is a very very classic movie poster right from like the 70s or something like that yeah it has a very vintage feel to it um a couple things here we have um uh jensen ackles uh the Patriot, I believe is his name, uh, the Captain America version of the boys. Behind mm-hmm. him is a, a chicken red who I know is in the new season. Then we see Black Noir to his left. So I don't know who these other characters are or what's going on here. Um, it looks like there might be a Wonder Twin kind of parody. Oh, uh, yeah, the that's, the, that's, that's the thing I'm looking at right now. I mean, like, we talked about the, the brief possibility of the Wonder Twins, like, uh, reaching our screens, then that ended yeah. up getting canceled. But I would love to see the boys take on... Like, I doubt that they transform into, like, animal and, like, water because yeah. it would be too on the nose. But you know at least one of those twins is transforming into something incredibly com- useless. Com- com- yeah, completely <laughs> not uh, useless. And then there's, like, like, it's like a little wasp slash Ant-Man on this one even. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't figure out who the person on the left is, but I assume it's, like, a Vision-style ripoff. <laughs> yeah. My brain, ju- 
Yeah, my brain just goes um, to like the worst case scenario in a way of like, okay, if somebody grows tiny, what do you do that with the boys? Is it like a weird sex yeah. thing? Uh, is somebody like, are they going to do the thing that they all want Paul Rudd to do to Thanos? Oh, yeah. You know, right? <laughs> What's going on there? Oh, I 100% agree with that. And that's just some random dude in a suit um, here. So looking creepy uh, AF. So um, I'm excited for the boys. You know, I was talking about something the other day. We have the Umbrella Academy in June, right? The boys, I mm-hmm. believe, early July. Um, consistent, uh, consistent superhero shows on these streaming services that – you know kind of aren't your traditional superhero stuff so um very excited for this we'll have the trailer we'll talk about it and all it's probably already glory next week uh and we'll probably they'll probably put that scene in there with the inset guy mike uh with uh, <laughs> with, uh the you know thanos thing so oh well Zack snyder's justice league won the it was it the uh oscar fan favorite poll that they put on twitter for the oscars right oh uh, boy <laughs> apparently according to i believe deadline um, thousands of, of, of Twitter bots were uh, rigged the voting system uh, for this film to win. Um, Chris, I'm shocked. Yeah. I never would have thought. <laughs> uh, so uh, they, they were, they've been out doing the research since then. Um, you know, this is probably one of the stupidest ways to quote unquote win an Oscar <laughs> award. I think the, the saddest poll. thing about, I think the saddest thing about it is, is usually when you're getting like a bot army on Twitter to do something like money is exchanged in some way. Right. And you don't even have to go on the dark web. Like there's just like straight up websites that you can go to, you know, to like buy likes or whatever, you know, who knows if the algorithm would ever treat those likes in any earnest, but like you gotta, you gotta pony up money and pay for it. Right. So that just means a Zack Snyder fan out there, like use their own money like to make this happen like i think you've handed over enough cash right you've already bought like all the different versions of all the steel books and everything that you possibly could have for snyder you don't need to yeah. throw any more money at this guy he's fine <laughs> right and and i guess you know the other thing is um was it this week again i hate to bring it back up elon Musk buying twitter was on hold because of the number of fake bot accounts like yeah are out there so like yeah we know we know twitter is you know kind of like the um most Isley Cantina, right? Just a never a place of, you know, uh, scum and villainy out there. Um, it can be used for good. I, I've, I've used it for some things, but like, yes, if you put a public poll up with the ability for technology to be <laughs> abused, they will abuse it. Uh, yeah, we all know the legend of Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> just be just be happy it went the way that it did. I yeah, guess. Right, and, and, and nobody broke it. So I mean, it's fine. This is it's whatever. It, it won. It won. But I think. If you're going to do a fan favorite poll, um, don't do a Twitter poll like the day before you, <laughs> you do the announcements. It's ridiculous. Uh, Dune Part Two, my part 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 tune, uh, you know, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Uh, Christopher Walken has joined the cast as Emperor Shaddam Four, um, who is essentially the person who kicks off the whole movie. Right? Um, you you watched it, right, Dune? I have not watched it okay. yet since. Everybody said this kind of feels like a very much a part one. Mm-hmm. Just kind of resigned myself to just waiting for part two. It makes yeah. the most sense. Well, I um, I'm glad Christopher Walken in his you know um, senior years or is still acting and and playing this part. I just I hope he plays it. Um, I, I I have a hard time separating his vocal intonation uh, from roles. Well, 
Chris, I tell you what, a show you need to watch. Yes, I know this is where it was coming. A thousand times is Severance. He plays not a main character, but a major role in the first season, and he's great. He's fantastic in it. He plays a character that I haven't quite seen him ever play before. Uh, but yeah, it's great. Uh, so, but yeah, also, it is hard for me to imagine Christopher Walken as like dark and menacing yeah. is this character supposed to be kind no, of dark and menacing i wouldn't say dark and menacing he he's really actually in the books a very minor character he, he's uh, just okay. he's just the leader of the known universe like you know like they, you have to have like a, a leader forefront not like not like <laughs> no big deal just the leader of the universe <laughs> but but he's not like the emperor in star wars right like that's a little uh-huh. little more like this is just a guy who's out there he's playing politics at the top mm-hmm. so hopefully he can he can kind of pull that off i just um I, I can never just separate, you know, like comedies he's in, you know, where he uses his unique voice and speaking style to, um, to, to lean into that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I 100% he's an actor, he's a professional, he can do this, but, um, I just can't imagine him not doing some of that stuff, especially because <laughs> like, he leaned in it so hard that like his Saturday Night Live, you know, um, when he was hosting for years, uh, all the different times he did, I just always think of like, you know, more cowbell kind of guy or. You know Joe Dirt when he was in there, or even uh, was it Pulp Fiction when he's talking about uh, shoving the watch up the up his ass uh, in <laughs> in there. So, uh, but it's just I'm sure this is gonna be great. I feel if he gets you know twice the amount of time um, Zendaya did in the first one, he's gonna have a minute of screen time. So um, <laughs> it, it'll it'll be, it'll be fine um, on that. I, I think you should watch it, even though it feels like I would love to get your feedback on a part one, Mike, um, if you, if you get a chance to watch it beforehand. So. We'll, we'll revisit that conversation later. The Sandman, the Netflix TV series, I guess streaming series, um, come along just nice. Um, we get to see a new image of Tom Sturge as Dream with his uh, iconic uh, helmet uh, in his hands here. Um, are you familiar with his helmet from the comic books, Mike? Uh, his that's a, ba- that's a badass gothic-looking helmet. He's got like a freaking spine coming out of like the respirator component of it. It looks very cool. Um, but, yeah, I was just thinking in general, right? Because, you know, we're going to talk about uh, Resident Evil here in a second, right? You know, Netflix is going through this big moment this year, right, where they had to announce all of these uh, subscriber losses. You know, whether you can justify them or not, it still made the news cycle, and now people all have this idea of what Netflix is, what Netflix is, and they have their own, um, you know, decisions to make whether they want to keep their subscriptions, right? But it seems like their strategy of like licensing IP has not really turned out how they wanted to right it almost seems like looking at the track record that they got lucky with the umbrella academy right Mm -hmm. it wasn't so much that the umbrella academy was based on ip because it's not like a lot of people knew about that comic book right before they watched it especially if you look at the viewership numbers right i mean it's one of the like the best viewed shows that they have i doubt that that many millions of people have even like know that it's based off a comic book so i feel like they just got lucky that they just had great showrunners, great writers, and then great stars, and the show turned out great, and they got a hit on their hand, right? But they just could not replicate that with a lot of other things, right? They, you know, they have Cowboy Bebop. That didn't go well. 
you know, I, I think, know lock I think, and I said lock and key was the one I think that kind of sits in the middle, right? Like it has yeah, like nobody. Seasons, but I like the I like the first season. I haven't got around to watching the second one, but I don't really ever hear anybody talking about it. Yeah. And I only bring that up is I know Netflix make a lot of their decisions based off a lot of the uh, energy that they see out there in the in the world and on social yeah. media. So and then they also have the adaptation for One Piece coming up as well. Yeah. So I know all of these are like very expensive acquisitions. And on top of that, expensive shows to make. So, you know, they got Sandman and Resident Evil. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised, like, if these shows, like, don't do as well as they hoping there are. Like, you might start to kind of see, like, a pivot out there in the world of, like, if the IP is not absolutely premium, like, on the level of, like, DC Comics or Marvel or something like that, like, why go to the headache of trying to adapt it? Like, maybe we'll kind of be starting to pivot and turn around to like original stories right because what's like the biggest show that netflix has it's stranger things and it's based off an original idea so you you could say it's rooted in nostalgia for sure but i mean this this could be a fun sign that even if we see like these beloved ips tank on netflix it could be a turn around for Mm -hmm. maybe some more original stuff but if you had to hedge your bets it would probably just mean more weird reality shows on netflix because those are cheap and people are always talking about them mm-hmm. yeah it's just one of those things with 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 sandman there are there's a lot of weight a lot of preconceived notions of what it can be what it should be what what people want from this right like this is you know since the 80s there are huge fans of this property and um you know giving it to netflix is is scary i mean i would say also what avatar the last airbender right they have a live action show coming out um following you know yeah. like there's there's so much weight yeah. on that. Yeah, I would say that almost that starts to lean maybe towards more premium and also proven yeah. in a way, right? Because the Sandman comic book is very iconic, right? Uh, from a very well-known author and creator, but like the general public, which is what you rely on for yeah. big hits, no clue what Sandman is, well, right? But Avatar has been proven on their platform. Like whenever Nickelodeon, whenever the rights to stream Avatar like are cyclical and they come back to Netflix, always in the top ten. Well, I, but I think the the problem with Avatar now is the last taste anyone had of Avatar live action was the movie. Um, Very true. <laughs> so like, not only like the public's perception, the people who grew up with it may not or may have that in their mind rather than the cartoon more in their mind, right? When when it's coming out, so. There's you know, just the idea of if you know I'll even I mean like in the Halo the 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 weight of, of creating a Halo TV show whether you like it or not is there like there's just something that's popular that may not be you know in that medium naturally um, is is a huge weight on this yeah. and could make or break the show but I will say from this I actually applaud them for actually sticking to the helmet uh, effect right like, like oh we didn't try to modernize the helmet we didn't try to ad- adapt it. To make it look realistic they that is exactly what it looks like in the comic books when you mm. look it up and you know that's um that, that that's a, i think that's a huge plus doesn't make it a good show but at least authenticity is important to the people making the series at the end of the day uh, so um we're probably not the best people to talk about it but <laughs> uh, at, at the same time um i i am excited to see this i've not listened to the volume one or two of the audio series um, that they produced recently either. Um, I just don't listen to a lot of audio series, but uh, Sandman, I want to see a trailer. I would love to see something soon from this, right? Like just to see something in action. Um, still shots only get you 
so far. All right, let's dive into probably, um, I, I, I don't know if this is controversial. I don't even know what this is. Um, <laughs> this is uh, Mike's next has to watch show, whether he likes it or not, because he's set himself up for this. Uh, it's the Resident Evil TV slash streaming series on Netflix. We have our first teaser for this and then a secondary hidden teaser uh, in the same vein. Uh, along yeah, it was a it's strange watching this right because I never got around to watching that other Resident Evil attempted reboot live action that came to theaters like briefly during the pandemic uh, yeah. that's supposed to be more rooted in the origins of the series. I think it's like Raccoon City based. So I didn't get around to watching that, but it seems like they are blowing right past it. And this Netflix series is keyed up to, I actually think it's a very interesting take. It's following Wesker and his family, not so much of all of these kind of like classic characters that we know that work on, is it stars? Is that the name? Stars is the um, police version, but then there's the umbrella is the, is the company. Uh, Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, if you watch the teaser and you watch kind of like this hidden trailer or whatever, uh, I think the takeaway I got from it is it seems a little quirky Mm -hmm. in a way. Like it does kind of seem dark and zombie-esque, but it doesn't seem so straightforward, which gets me a little excited. There's like this weird like holographic like bear spokesman. Mm -hmm. And like now the T-virus, it looks like it's proposed proposed to be like a um anti-anxiety medication but then it actually is going to turn people into like real zombies i don't know it just seems like there's a little bit of an x factor here that most of these kind of ip adaptations that we talked about in the past like don't have Mm -hmm. so i'm hoping that this ends up being something fun and exciting in the in the second hidden teaser, I don't know why it's hidden or where it was, but there's a lot more creatures that are featured. Yeah. There's like a giant spider. There's more like kind of like those weird. There's like a there's like obviously the zombie dogs. Those yeah. have to be in everything. Resident yeah, Evil. Yeah, I told you. Yep. Yeah. There's like a big teeth monster type of character that looks similar to kind of like the the main villain at the end of the first Resident Evil movie and uh okay. a big worm thing that i don't really know exactly what that's from so i don't i don't know like i wasn't expecting to be optimistic because the landscape of resident evil is like so bizarre like they're yeah. still working on like something animated right for netflix I yeah think? yeah there's some right? cgi stuff they're always doing cgi stuff so let me let me prepare to blow your mind here oh do it according to the the showrunner andrew dab if you know the games, everything in the games exists in this world of Resident Evil. So this <laughs> show, supposedly, according to the showrunner, Andrew Dabb, is canonical the entire way. And I will tell oh you this God. right now. <laughs> Albert Wesker is not an African-American man, uh, first and <laughs> foremost. Um, and if you couldn't tell, apparently most of some of the show is actually set in um, Africa, which is where Resident Evil Five takes place. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I I think that part I'm like, how do they tie this show <laughs> that takes place across two timelines, right? One in the past, one in the present, or I guess one in the present, one in the future. If you're looking at the years, um, and, and tie it into these batshit crazy games, which <laughs> have evolved from slow walking zombies into you know this ouroboros virus and then the newest games where like you know there's like six foot tall vampire ladies or not six, like 10 foot tall vampire ladies so <laughs> yeah and 
and I, I suppose if I am picking up on a bit of like a quirkiness and X factor, at least in the trailers, that's almost going to be absolutely necessary. Cause how, yeah. how do you seriously like tell any of these weird stories, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then there's um, the characters of Billy and Jade Wesker, who are the daughters we see in this trailer, the first trailer, right? Uh, the daughters of, of Albert Wesker in this. So um, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I think this is great that they're they're the focal point. Um, that they're, they're apparently twins. Um, but like you know, the focal point is, is these characters. Um, I'm very interested to see what they do with the two time frames, right? Like you know, um, I don't know if you could tell that Albert Wesker's Lance Reddick, who's known for his John Wick, you know, mm-hmm. um, things. I love Lance Reddick. He's oh, a great actor. He is. He's in like everything right now. He's a is he, he's mm-hmm. in Bosch, right? I think he was a big he's big in that. Yeah, I, he kind of rose to prominence uh, from The Wire, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, the, and and then um, um, I remember was he in Oz? Was that show Oz? I think was like the the pre wire wire, and then yeah, um, he, his voice is in Destiny. He's one of the main characters in Destiny, uh, the video game series. So Destiny one and two. So like this guy is everywhere. Um, so it, it's just very uh interesting to see him in. The, it's not interesting. It's great to see him in this. I just don't know what this thing's gonna do, and you know, like you said, there are giant kaiju size. T virus monsters in this um, that uh, appear to be like what was it like a caterpillar looking kind of dude possibly with yeah some some sort of grub <laughs> yeah I, I don't know I I'm intrigued I don't know about you I feel very intrigued by this show more than I think the last movie or the last theater slash Netflix streaming movie did right with all the actors in it um, yeah it, my interest all. is peaked yeah my interest is peaked um and um what's they call, what do they call it was it the happy virus or the hap, the happy um i pulled up an article here that talks about it's it the happy something wasn't it um uh, i don't know <laughs> uh oh joy joy is the drug is a designer of joy that well that's why in the second one you know you get that that creepy very like ai or i guess the projector <laughs> project projected bear who reminds me of the red queen from the movies right that you just finished up a little bit so oh yeah yeah replace that little girl with a bear yeah a, a creepy bear so um this is coming out july 16th um which is right or, or i guess 14th i put 14th about 16th uh right around the the corner here so we are going to be diving back into raccoon city the t-virus and all things resident evil uh, this summer uh, that's the show for this week, Mike. Unless you have anything else you want to add to this? No, I am. Uh, I'm happy as always to chat with you every week, Chris, oh, about week. the nerdy things that we love in life. Yes, yes, we we get it. This is um, a joy for us to sit here and talk. I'm not being. I sound sarcastic. I'm not being sarcastic. It was really fun. So, uh, people know what you're up to, what you're doing. Where can they find you at this week? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you. Where can I find you? Find me on Instagram, Valdan87, or Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. I am not a bot on Twitter, despite what people may <laughs> tell you. Um, and, and if you're not going to push it, I, I'm going to I want to push your your Poo Ninjas drawing this week uh, <laughs> that you posted on uh, your your micro design stuff. It's very very hilarious, Mike. So it's always fun drawing poop. Yep, exactly. Especially nin- uh, ninjas, right? Anything with ninjas is fun. Makes it makes it silly. better. The more specific, the the more interesting, I suppose. I love it. All right, if people know more about the show, maybe listen to our Doctor Sh- uh, Strange two review we did last week. Or anything else? Where can they find that at? Oh, all you got to do is head on over to the Hive's 
that's underground the raccoon city of superhero slate which is superhero slate.com and i struggled as i said that because i was like is there actually a hive under raccoon city in the video games i couldn't remember i don't know i know it was like attached to like who knows the only thing i'm trying to get out of here is you don't need to watch those resident evil movies because they don't make any sense but you can find us at SuperheroSlate.com or wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts. You can get our awesome show notes over there. So if you want to see all these things that we talked about this week, we got quite a few blue links in our show notes here. So lots of things to look at over at SuperheroSlate.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Please reach out if you also think that uh, Resident Evil is the most uh, batshit crazy universe out there in the world right now. Uh, and then I'll say, actually, no, it's false. Kingdom Hearts, that's the fo- oh. hardest thing to follow that's ever been created on this planet. Uh, but we love hearing from you. If you want to be a super fan of the show, uh, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy. We'll be here every week, folks. That's right. We will catch you next week. All right, bye. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe!